0: Hey, it's Amy with, intuitive coaching with Amy.com. and here are some affirmations, or statements, prayers, even declarations, to help you heal codependent tendencies. And if you're unclear about what codependency is, let me give you some a definition. So, codependency is a behavior characterized by blurred boundaries and an imbalance in relationships. In codependent relationships, one person takes responsibility for fulfilling another person's needs, trying to control all aspects of their relationship. And what I've found is that most people with codependent tendencies do this all very unconsciously like you hear words like control and you think oh my god I'm fucking powerless in this situation people just act however way they want to act right that, that that's yeah that that's that's what what's going on there so what are the signs of codependency so one you're not aware of your needs and this one is out of people who tend to sit with me or when I say sit with me, sit with me on the phone or listen to my work, I find that a lot of you don't know your needs. And so if you don't know what your needs are, it's very difficult to ask for them to be met. So there's one. You tend to overdo it or give too much. You may invest more much more in your relationships than you get in return. And again, this is also subconscious. So I'm sharing this with you so you can heal. Because when I'm talking to someone who has codependent tendencies, it's like you're living in a bubble and you're not you're not even it's like you're not even aware that you you have power in various situations and you're you're kind of just bumped around by your relationships, your experiences in your life, and you're often in reactive mode. So, please don't take any of this personally, but use it as a way to heal. Another sign of codependent tendencies, you always cover for others. And this can also include making excuses for others, ignoring people's behavior, um, it might even be my spirit guides are jumping in, you make excuses in your mind for other people's behavior. Okay. Next, you do more than is asked of you. So we feel when you have codependent tendencies, you feel like everybody's asking things of you. But in actuality, if you were to step out of a situation, you'd realize, like, oh, you're taking taking on the role of overdoing overcompensating contributing way more and this might show up in a various ways it might be like i know for me when i was married i felt like the expectation was i was supposed to be breadwinner plus take care of the house plus put a meal in front of him at a particular time and um yeah and manage like every aspect of our household whereas you know from my perspective he he just got to garden you know <laughs> garden and complain so, so but again this overdoing while i think when you have codependent tendencies you think you have to overdo and then of course because we become what we believe, we attract people that go ahead and let us overdo, right? So, yeah. Okay. So, you do more than than is asked of you, or you take the initiative to do more than is asked of you. You might do this in a job. Whereas, like, you know, you hear all that wisdom, like, go above and beyond. To some degree, when maybe you're starting out in a career that is you know that that might be the way to stand out but people with codependent tendencies it's not like they do that for 6 months and get settled in they might be 10 15 years into a job and still overdoing thinking about it on the weekend checking their email and some of it because codependency can take up so much of our mental space some of the overdoing is just to get our work done, right because we we without knowing it we're we're not working at the pace that we naturally would because we're thinking all these code thoughts, okay um next um on some level, you need to be needed by others it it feels good when you're needed, but people who have the need to control situations so they don't feel certain ways or they think it's not going to make them feel certain ways it's like a it becomes an unnatural need to be needed and and I think that comes from feeling unlovable from what i've seen it's it's usually rooted in I have to do all these things, and people need to need me, then that makes me feel like. I'm worthy of love or that people love me, right? When in fact, you're lovable just as you are. Next, without knowing it, you feel like you need to solve everybody's problems. You're always offering advice. You're you're always um, coming up with a solution. You have suggestions. I'm in a helping profession. And there is a very clear boundary where, like, okay, even if a client's in a package with me, I, I know where the line is, but in the rest of my life, oh my gosh, I can get all of Bennett, you know, I can offering suggestions and I really had to reel myself in. I saw it a lot with my friendships early in my life. And then I saw it play out in my marriage where I was like always trying to solve a problem. Uh, help people uh, live their best life. Right. Like, like now I'm in a profession where that I get, you know, I get, that's my job. And and I'm so clear in the line here, but when it comes to outside of my life, I really had to learn what that line was. So, so instead of stretching yourself to help somebody else, you want to stretch yourself to help yourself. Okay. Now, and this one is what I, the point I was making. The next one, you feel like you can't be loved if you're not useful. And this is rooted in self-esteem. I just did a show on self-esteem, so please listen to that. So because your self-esteem and value is wrapped up in others, you, you feel if you're not being useful, if, if you're not serving the people in your lives, then you're not worthy of of attention, appreciation, and love. Here's what happens. Then you attract people who don't give you the attention you deserve, don't give you the appreciation you deserve, and you don't get the love you deserve. So I find when when it comes to people who have a lot of codependent tendencies, you might have to replace, as you get healthy, you might have to replace your whole friend circle, your, your social circle, even the people you do business with right and I'm not talking maybe at work it could be at work but I'm talking about even like it might show up as the the person that cleans your house you might have a codependent relationship with them It, it it shows up in all these ways that you you'd never expect and so um yeah I'm not saying always you have to replace the relationship, but I've seen nine times out of ten. The healthier and healthier I get and the more and more I move away from codependent tendencies, the less, it's just like the less tolerance I have for those dynamics. It doesn't work anymore. And you know, I can't expect other people to change and they're expecting me to be a certain way. And so I find that the healthier I got, the the more needy people became and, you know, boundary bullies and it, it got way worse, right? And that just happens, you know, because like vibration attracts like vibration. And if you change your vibration, then you know, some people get really upset about that until they have to exit because it's just not a match anymore. So be kind and loving to yourself if you are discovering you might have codependent tendencies. And just go through the process. It's worth it. I mean, I think the most painful part is uncovering that, oh, yeah, oh my God, I have codependent tendencies. Realizing that. So much of it has been created by ourselves. That's the most painful part. And then unraveling what is your actual reality versus the reality that the codependency has helped you create. Um what can I say about this? You know, my spirit guides keep saying to me, it's very much like someone who gets sober, they stop hanging out with their drinking buddies. You know, it's it's along those lines. So if you think about it that way. Then it's not so painful, you know. The, There's somebody. If you think you have codependent tendencies, I guarantee you there are people in your life that have come to enable that way of being to exist. Right? They they are the person you help, you listen to, always giving the great advice to, always there for the person who rarely asks you how you're doing even though they claim that they're your best friend ever or they they love you so deeply, but when you start to step back, you realize, oh, my needs haven't been met, but you, didn't, you never taught them how to meet your needs, right? But so it's not about making yourself wrong, it's just about getting healthy. Next, people with codependent tendencies feel used and underappreciated, right? I I it's it's just common. Oh, I feel so used or I feel like someone took advantage of me or I gave them so much and you know it's a, it's a common storyline and then of course underappreciated. I I think because we have codependent tendencies, we attract people who can't appreciate us. And so um, just in that regard, we feel like we need to even work even harder to be in the relationship. But I'm telling you, friends, you don't have to be. And here's how you start to make that shift. So here's some affirmations I created to help heal codependent tendencies. So my new self, we'll call this my new self. One, I am willing to manage my own needs. I am willing to manage my own needs. I am willing to manage my own needs. We start here because, because eventually, yeah, you're going to start to share with other people like what your needs are, of course, but first you need to tell yourself and you need to get clear about what those needs are and start figuring out ways to meet them for yourself. So the, again, the affirmation is, I'm willing to manage my own needs. Next. I seek to be self aware and I am committed to getting better and better daily. I seek to be self aware and I am committed to getting better and better daily. I seek to be self aware and I am committed to getting better and better daily. Next, I do my best to care for myself. I do my best to care for myself. I learn more and more about how to care for myself every day. I learn more and more about how to care for myself every day. And this care is not just a massage once a month and, you know, eating some vegetables a couple of times a day. This is like deep care, being there for yourself, because if you really are deciding that you want to get healthy and move away from codependent behaviors, you're going to start to realize there's a, and I say this with love and respect, there's a gaping hole. I see it psychically when I'm talking to people. It's like a gaping hole in the center of our chest or in our energy field. And we have to feel fill that up with our own care. So again, the affirmation is, I do my best to care for myself. I learn more and more about how to care for myself every day. I do my best to care for myself. I learn more and more about how to care for myself every day. And here's the thing, back to this notion of caring, Because we've spent so much attention, you've you've broadcasted so much attention outside of you, not only are you going to relearn yourself and then learn how to care for yourself, but you're also going to have to deal with very much like the way someone who stops drinking may have to deal with, okay, what am I doing with my time? So, if you're not thinking about everybody else's needs and trying to solve everybody else's problems and trying to control experiences so that you can try to sort of feel good, you start to realize, like, oh, shit, I have so much more time. What are you doing with that time, right? And so, just be gentle with yourself as you go through that process. Next, I I seek to function optimally in my life. I seek to function optimally in my life. I seek to function optimally in my life. Next, I invest in myself and I invest in my relationships. I always make wise investments. So as you start to get healthy, you're going to start to see what energy you put into yourself what energy you put into your relationships and you're going to start to see those as separate and you're going to start to make wise choices, you'll become a lot more discerning about where you place your energy. I invest in myself and I invest in my relationships. I always make wise investments. Next, I allow my own needs to be met. I allow my own needs to be met. I allow my own needs to be met. It's really weird when you start to get clear about what your needs are and you start creating space so that they can be met. So again, be kind and gentle with yourself as you go through that process. And the affirmation again is I allow my own needs to be met. I allow my own needs to be met. Next affirmation. I am always willing to listen, receive wise counsel, and find solutions for myself. I am always willing to listen, receive wise counsel, and find solutions for myself. I am always willing to listen, receive wise counsel, and find solutions for myself. What I have found people with codependent tendencies, because they're so used to trying to help everybody around them, they really don't listen all that well at all. (laughs) They really don't listen to themselves. And um, they often reject wise counsel because wise counsel would be healthy and codependency is unhealthy. So like vibration is not being attracted here, right? It's being repelled. So so, and again, I'm speaking energetically. Of course, there's a psychological component to all of this and you can go and do the research and sit with the therapist and have that conversation. I'm talking to you about the energy of it. So again, I find when I'm psychically reading for somebody with codependent tendencies, they don't like to listen. And if they are listening, they're listening for the worst thing about themselves. Right. And, um, they, while they might seek out wise counsel, they don't like to receive wise counsel because wise counsel is usually healthy and they're in an unhealthy place. Don't make yourself wrong with any of these assessments. Just know that you can shift and you can shift rapidly. Oh, I can shift into being healthy, but it might mean you rebuild all the structures in your life and that's okay so i always am willing to listen receive wise counsel and find solutions for myself and truly find solutions i find that that people with codependent tendencies will put up with their desires not being fulfilled and so you got to learn how to t- go within and make make your truest desires the number 1 priority in your life and seek solutions to heal chronic patterns that are keeping you from your truest desires. All right, next. I take full ownership of myself physically and emotionally. I take full ownership of myself physically and emotionally. I take full ownership of myself physically and emotionally. That's pretty self-explanatory, but you know, you're taking back power over your life people with codependent tendencies don't have any boundaries and then energetically if you're a sensitive person because you listen to this program you probably are you have very porous energetic boundaries so you don't kind of know where the world ends and you begin and it's and it, but this is you starting to create a container and it's not to block out the world no we're not swinging the pendulum all the way in the other direction it's just to get some sense of self again right because once you have sense of self you can start to channel your power in ways where you can pursue the desires of your heart when you are mired in codependency it's really difficult to focus on to churn enough energy i should say and I, i'm going to do a show um, probably after I record this one on churning energy, it's very difficult to churn energy. You can't focus. And it feels weird when you devote energy and effort to something that is meaningful to you. And I'm not talking about little moments. I'm talking about long-standing moments because that's really what it takes to create a big manifestation. You need to have extended periods of holding energy that is focused on your desire. And if you have codependent tendencies, you don't even give yourself that much time. You might give yourself five minutes, you know, five minutes. I'm going to hold this for five minutes, you know? Uh, yeah. So I take full ownership of myself physically and emotionally. Next affirmation. I'm not available for being exhausted, frustrated, bitter, or resentful. I am not available for being exhausted, frustrated, bitter, or resentful. I am not available for being exhausted, frustrated, bitter, or resentful. So here's the thing. These are all feelings. All feelings are okay. I'm not telling you don't pretend like you're not frustrated because that won't work. Don't pretend, pretend like you're not exhausted or beat yourself up because you're exhausted. I'm telling you don't be mindful <laughs> of staying in these states and not healing them, right? So if you're exhausted, you know what? Clear, cancel, delete on that one. I don't think anyone listening to this program, outside of there being maybe a tragedy or an urgent situation, or maybe you've just had a baby at most, there is no reason why you need to ever be exhausted. I know that's bold to say, because why? Why do you need to run yourself down that much? Nobody says you have to. Nothing in life requires that of us. Maybe when you've just brought a child home from the hospital, you might be figuring out routines and, you know, dealing with this new little creature in your life. But outside of that, there is not a reason you should be exhausted. And so if there are energies in your life that are exhausting you, are, are causing you to think you need to be exhausted, please consider working that out while also looking at the mindset that you've been holding that's allowed you to get to that point. Again, there's no reason for you to be frustrated for long periods of time. Yes, we all get frustrated for, for blimps here and there, but long withstanding frustration means there is a problem that needs to be worked out. And focus on figuring out what the source of that, what's triggering that frustration and move it out of your experience. You can do that. Yes, people with codependent tendencies have people in their lives and situations in their lives that exhaust them and frustrate them. So it feels like, oh my God, Amy, I just have to put up with this. No, you do not. And so be willing to explore what life would be like. If you weren't exhausted, I'm not making you wrong for being exhausted. I'm not making you wrong for being frustrated. These are all ways of feeling. But you don't want to feel these feelings for long periods of time. Same with bitterness and resentful. Now, resentful. I can tell you right now and know for sure, if you have codependent tendencies that are unhealed, you got a mountain of resentment somewhere. And I would encourage you to just start chipping away at it. Start looking at it, seeing how you feel about it. Anything in your life that helped to create that resentment, really get, you know, scrutinize it and say, Do you really need to be in my life if you're contributing to my mountain of resentment? And then start letting that mountain go. When you're ready, let it go. Because I think when your needs aren't being met, that is hurtful. When you're not being appreciated, that is hurtful. When you feel unlovable, and you feel like you're not getting the love that you want, that is deeply hurtful. And so it almost becomes like a badge of honor to keep the mountain of resentment around. It's like keeping you alive. And so I get it. I get why it would be there. But it doesn't need to be there. And if you start shifting your energy, you don't have to hold on to it. But here's the thing, friends. I know I I can read it. It's clear as day. Somebody's listening to this thinking, oh, I'm going to work on my resentment and not have to make any life changes and think you can just keep doing things the same way. It doesn't work like that. The mountain will come right back. It it won't go anywhere. (laughs) My spirit guides are like, no, you'll think you've cleared it out. You've done some prayers and forgiveness work, big releasing ceremony. Maybe you did a three-day workshop on on forgiveness. And then you'll wake up on Monday and you're like, fuck, the mountain is still here. Because you didn't fundamentally change what's going on within you and what's going on outside of you. So I'm not te- I'm teasing you on it because believe me, I've been there thinking like, Oh I'll just pray it away God but God doesn't work that way <laughs> you know God does not remove something from our lives that we're not actively participating in the removal of that thing right so so really be soulful about this all um uh, but more so start affirming maybe you're not ready to fully deal with it maybe you'll just play with the affirmation and let that help you shift some energy and then you'll start to make different choices I am not available for being exhausted, frustrated, bitter, or resentful. I'm not available for being exhausted, frustrated, bitter, or resentful. Next, I give and receive in a way that is balanced and natural. I give and receive in a way that is balanced and natural. I give and receive in a way that is balanced and natural. Next affirmation, you know that one. I'm not. I'm gonna not gonna harp on that. And you know when there are imbalances in giving and receiving in your relationships and in your situations. Yeah, you already know. So hopefully that affirmation will help you start to take a step back and, and see where you can give less so that you can receive more. Next, I know when to say no. And I say it when I mean it. I know when to say no, and I say it when I mean it. Yeah, you already know that one too. Like, people with codependent tendencies do struggle with saying no. It's so funny. I, I'll share this with you. I I, I had downloaded an ebook, and it was probably like one of the like early, uh, ebooks. Um. I'd say, gosh, maybe like 2011, and it was was a book called Learn How to Say No, and I didn't know that at the time, that that was my first kind of cue, it might have been even 2010, that was my first cue of codependent tendencies. So I knew something was up, but I thought, oh, if I just read this book and learn how to say no more, oh my God, no. I had to change my whole life, my whole thought process, the the way I approach things. So it's a journey, but it's worth it. And I think that mine only took so long because I fought it tooth and nail. I thought, oh, I'll just make this little change. And if I just work harder in this area, then this will change, right? Or if I just do more here, or if I just have more conversations with people who aren't going to change, then this will happen. It doesn't really work that way. But be kind and loving to yourself in the process and honest. If you're honest, you can move through healing, codependency a lot faster. Let's see, next affirmation. I know when to say yes, and I say it with love and care. I say it with love and care. So what this means is you're not saying yes to bullshit. You're not saying yes when it's a no. Yes is powerful and you honor it as sacred. And um you don't sign yourself up for shit that you don't want to do. Ooh, I have a cool statement for because I you know, I'm one of those people that do say yes when and then later I'll be like, oh, it was really a no. So here's a cool little statement that you can use if you find yourself in a situation. It's in my own. I have it on my vision board. Or my, I don't, you know, I don't vision board. I have a, I have like a notebook of images. Um I mean, it's far more complex than that and it's quite beautiful and I love I love my vision boards. My the way I vision board and how organized and beautiful it is, but you don't need to know all that. It's just it works for me. Um, so I have a statement for you that is really cool. Okay. I know I said yes earlier, but I've changed my mind. How simple is that? But so hard for people with codependent tendencies. I know I said yes earlier, but I've changed my mind. I I know I said yes earlier, but I've changed my mind. I'll help you. Next affirmation. I say yes or no with integrity. I say yes or no with integrity. Basically, you're being really fucking honest. And this might take you some time to get to that place. Where you're like, oh, let me feel into this. Is this a yes? Or, you know, or am I doing this because I think this, this, and this. Yeses are clean and nos are clean. It's not because of this and this and that and this. It's what you feel on the inside. Yes, you might explore your options as you make your way to yes or no. But ultimately, when you're in a position to say yes or no, it's clean. It's yes, it's no. So I say yes or no with integrity. I say yes or no with integrity. And last one, my consciousness is no longer a match to overdoing. My consciousness is no longer a match to overdoing. My consciousness is no longer a match to overdoing. Because here's the thing, my friends, we are holding thoughts and beliefs that trigger us to overdo. So it's, that's why it's so difficult to just be like, okay, I'm going to heal the action. I'm not going to overdo anymore. No, there, there are program beliefs within you, ways of being patterns, ways of thinking that trigger overdoing. And as you start to uncover what those are, then you will naturally stop overdoing. Cool. I am Amy of intuitive coaching with Amy. If you are looking for a coach, you want to go to your next level, you're recognizing you need to work some energy out in your consciousness so it aligns with the vision that you have for your life, then I would love to support you. Information on my services can be found at intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. Please consider the Massive Result Intuitive Coaching Package. There's a three-month option and a one-year option. I would love the opportunity to serve you. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Take care of yourself. Goodbye.